Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 Cup car, the 7 Xfinity car, and the 29 truck. And joining me solo today is... Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, and we're off to Daytona, and whoa, we've whoa, got whoa. no You're Kristen. Not claiming my Snyder or any of them guys anymore? Yeah, yeah, I'm just not doing them this weekend. Oh, we're doing it by the weekends now. Yeah. And we don't have our Kristen. That 29 truck hauls ass when you're not doing it. It does. That's <laughs> funny how that works. John Hunter loses his regular spotter, wins two in a row. Yeah. It's crazy. Josh, yeah. uh, we don't have Kristen today, so Josh yeah, is going to be. Instead, you got Amish producer Josh. How's your foot? Foot, uh, it's getting better. Uh, we tape I it go... up real tight tonight. You're good? No. Why? Nah. You're still on IR. <laughs> yeah. I go to the doctor this afternoon. Hopefully, she tells me I can take this damn boot off. And play really basketball like tonight. Tell you have a big I'm, game. I'm still not playing tonight. You can't play basketball tonight. You just moved into a new I'm house. I'm not playing, but I need someone there that can take TJ me. is such a gentleman that he moved into a new house <laughs> on the weekend when he was traveling. So, he left yeah. his pregnant wife with a baby girl. And a, a seven-year-old. A, a, yeah, a seven-year-old baby girl and basically said, hey, honey, I'm leaving for four days to go drink wine. I hope you have yeah. fun moving into this new house. What I will say, <laughs> I didn't choose the dates to move. I didn't choose the closed dates. It was actually, we sold our house three times. Yeah. Selling a house is a pain in the ass. It is, yeah. It, so the first time we had it set up great. It was going to be right after Martinsville weekend. We were going to close like on a Monday. It was going to be good. Moving, you know, Then I could get some stuff done before I had to move and – no, that didn't work out. And then the second time didn't work out, but third time was a charm. So you so. just abandoned your wife left, on move-in yeah. weekend. Yeah. I told her she could wait for me, but <laughs> that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. What time did you get home? Uh, One. Yeah, I got home at two. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad. We landed at 3.04. Oh. Yeah, but you had a night race. So I flew a day race. <laughs> I had to fly that concierge deal. Oh, oh, Con Air, huh? To Sonoma Con, or home? Con, Con C Did you Scare. Fly home? Both. Okay. I flew That's around. actually a pretty decent home time. I tell you what, they treat you so well, though. It's pouring rain in Charlotte. <laughs> and Steel uh, tube and we, we stand out <clears throat> in the rain waiting to get clearance to get on the damn plane. Oh, nice. And then it they go through security, and then you walk in the rain to the plane. <laughs> and I'm like, are we paying, actually paying these people for this service? Yeah. And the landings are really soft. And we walk. <laughs> and I, I swear to God, we we had to park at least a mile away. Like, there's no way we were within a mile. When of you the, landed, period. Just oh, you park, and the plane is like a mile away. Are you referencing are you last about weekend? Concord? No, we were in Charlotte. Uh, yeah, this is not this. This is last weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. that did they? <laughs> last weekend, they had to sit on the ground for four hours because of a storm. So yeah. they 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 were landing in Concord. They end up landing in Charlotte. Right. They sit there for four hours and then eventually fly back to Concord, which, by the way, they could have all Ubered. Like, Con C Scare, the way not to go. Con Air. Yeah, Con Air. It's great movie, by the way. One of Nick Cage's (laughs) classic. Yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, uh, minus all that stuff, that's a pretty decent return home time. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, from a West Coast trip. So There was one person on the plane last night that wasn't supposed to be on there. They were supposed to be on the other plane because there's two Con Air planes. 
And we sat there for 30 minutes for them to figure out who that person was. I'm like, just call out their name and kick them off. My God, people. We uh, we ran Chicago on a standalone weekend a couple years ago. Yeah. And we literally sat on the runway for two and a half hours because they had the wrong paperwork. We couldn't even leave Chicago. <laughs> I got home at 7 in the morning. Jesus. A lot, it was ridiculous. We uh, did we did the same deal. We were in Vegas <clears throat> one time on this same concierge deal, and they said uh, – We've got too much. We've taken on too much fuel, so we're gonna have to we're gonna fly <laughs> so, around a little bit. So we've done that. I've no, we were on that. the ground, so we're gonna have to sit here and burn it off. And uh, when we get you know light enough, then we'll take off. I'm like, I kind of want off this plane. I'm not sure I want to be on a plane that's too heavy. Well, you remember you remember us telling <laughs> yeah. you about uh, flying Conair home from Homestead last year. Yeah, they made it up. 30 minutes in the air and said, hey, sorry, got to turn around land back in Miami. The landing gear won't come up. I'm like, just fly the sun of home. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're halfway home. Why? If as long as it's down, who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got it down. We don't need it up. Good Lord, man. So uh, we, yeah. we go all the way back to Miami, and we have to switch planes. Oh. And they took <laughs> they took the garbage off the plane and put it on the new, the new plane. Dude. What? Uh, it was. It was. It's exhausting. Me. I mean, I, I literally. You know, it is. This. This. It's, uh, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It's almost easier to fly commercial to, than to fly concierge because you yeah. know the schedule. You know what you're going to have. You. you it you is plan. nice though not to have to go through TSA and all that crap. But I mean, if you were to fly that much, you would do the pre-check stuff, and it'd be a lot easier. Well, I have yeah. pre-check, and it is easier, but yeah. it's still. Like, but I just like to know what's going on. I almost trust that process more than I trust I the concierge. Or it's I will tell you, I'll tell you what's going to hurt them now is the new deal. They've got a lot more planes now out of Statesville. Is uh the what Victory Air? Victory Air, yeah. yeah. And they are friendly, nice. The landings are like pillow mattresses. That's the, that's I, what <clears throat> I mean. That's what we fly on now. Yeah, it's nice. Too. And I'll, I'll say this too, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical. But, but you're gonna be yeah, never. I'm I'm five foot eight and a half and weigh two twenty. My shoulders are somewhat broad, and I sat on the aisle. And the flight attendant must have had the biggest ass in concierge history. And she proceeded to take my shoulder off every time she came by. So it's midnight ish, and wham, you know, twelve thirty, wham, and I'm like, you didn't like it. Damn, lose some weight or get some – like, me or you one need to do something. Yeah, maybe you need smaller shoulders. Yeah, she definitely needs smaller hips. Wow. She's hippie. You weren't drinking, though, and she walked by and hit God. you, were you? That's the other funny thing is on concierge, you you watch 200 people try to figure out ways to drink without the flight attendants catching you because you can't drink on the plane. But well, these- it's it, technically it's an airline, so – they like FA rules. You're not supposed to. Yeah. I thought you could yet, buy it on a regular plane, though. Yet you like I've seen people with entire fifths of liquor. Yeah, on concierge yeah. plane. Like you? <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> like Josh. But, but it literally like every every row you look down, it's another way to be sneaky, you know, and have have a way to make a cocktail on the plane. It's pretty funny. Hmm. Well, I, I'm just. But glad at the I don't same time, like it. if you get caught, what are they gonna do? Like, at 30,000 feet, land the plane, kick, kick you off. You off. Please <laughs> kick me off here. Don't <laughs> ever make me fly this again. We're halfway home. We have to turn around for this passenger. <laughs> yeah. I saw y'all had uh, Brad Kozlowski flying with y'all out there. We had almost a full plane. We had Brad. You had Sarah, right? Brad, Sarah Bundy. Yeah, I saw Sarah Saturday in uh, <sighs> Napa. We also, yeah, you saw me too. I'm yeah. Like, you can, uh, TJ came out in public, Josh, on a race weekend. Yeah. You, real- you didn't take your Xbox One out there? <laughs> Did not take it. Why? It was packed up because his wife had to move yeah. it. Yeah. Shit got crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So we uh, had Ryan Blaney, Brad. Who else was in there? Sarah. We had uh, Two Spotter was on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's Hovis. So, Hovis on there? Hovis was not on there. Oh. It had been cool if Hovis was, though. I like a good flight with Hovis. He would probably fall asleep, though. Hovis got rejected. Yeah. Hovis, I don't think Hovis asked. But uh, we also had overrated Tyler Overstreet. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I actually came out a little bit in Napa. It's weird. Tyler Here's- Overstreet got a lot of TV time yesterday. Did he? Really? Yeah. What was he doing? Wow. What Just was a he pre-race at? with Dale. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he normally – yeah, I'll leave that go. <laughs> so, uh, should we uh, go into spot on, spot off? Or? Sure. Let's go into spot on, spot off 
Uh, Brett, you'll go first. All right. Stuart Haas Racing at Sonoma. Uh, obviously spot on. I mean, you know, when you look at Ganassi and they take the front row in qualifying, you're like, wow, that's impressive. But to come in and finish 1-2 in the race is even more impressive. Clint did so with a pretty torn-up race car. We got in two wrecks, one speeding penalty, started in the back twice, and literally drove from 32nd to second place during a green flag run. Uh, obviously very good race car. You, you kind of feel like, though, that it may be the, the potential win that got away just because of the adversity that you had to overcome and still finish second. But all in all, I mean, I, I don't think there's – any denying that we have another winner? I think that, what is that, 10 or 11 winners so far? It, it almost feels like we're going to Daytona. I mean, we're going to places that other guys can win. We may have 16 winners. This is insane. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to have that many winners. But, uh, yeah, Stuart Haas was – they definitely had the, the setup for Sonoma there. The only person that looked like they could actually run with them with the four um, is the 78. It was going to be – to me, it was the 478 and then the 14. That that you know, and I'm not so sure that damage didn't help your car somehow. Yeah, we were really fast on long runs, uh, and and down there in 11. And I mean, this is the first race of the year where you got we've some used... front end damage though, didn't you? Well, yeah. And I don't know. Like to me, when I saw the when I saw a head on shot at the nose, it looked like it like created sort of like a wall up there, like yeah. a. And I don't know, maybe that was helping Clint, but he was definitely really fast. We were we run. were passing Keslowski in the S's, and he punted us, and he knocked us into the dirt, and we go spinning doing donuts and all that crap. If so, you're gonna wreck there, that's the place to wreck. So we <laughs> like we, we we come out of that deal, and then the next thing you know, we're now getting wrecked in eleven. AJ Amendinger went in there three or four wide. Yeah, yeah, it'll fit. You know, proceeded to spin out. Was gonna basically shoot back across the track and spear everybody and uh he ends up spinning out a second time in the same wreck and when he does we clip his rear bumper and just tear the left side of the car all the pieces but um i wonder if that helped the tires cool i don't know something it was I, lap 20 i was like i'm speaking exhausted i'm ready to go home speaking of spearing i thought we were going to spear somebody pretty hard there Dude, in the beginning what happened so everything gets spread out in the beginning a little bit and we're running like maybe seventh? sixth or seventh yeah. something like that yeah. and uh, you know, a lot of give and take. When you catch somebody at that point, it's usually not a big deal. It's not worth racing. We had a pretty good gap to the rest of the field, too. Ryan Blaney started off right next to us, and he was really loose, and he was just good enough to keep the cars behind him that were behind him, but he had created such a big gap to us. We had we we were all just kind of chilling, you know, yeah. taking care of your stuff, and we, go, uh, we come out of turn 10, which is the next to last corner before the hairpin, and we get our, we're like one car length back off of Danica out of that corner. Like I can see it leaving there. We're gonna be right, we're gonna make the pass. And we get it as soon as they come out from behind the building where I can see them again. We're inside. Yeah. We're inside her. And then I see us come lower and lower, like towards us down the inside. And then we just spin. And some of these guys, some of these people, so she's blocking. She she's what, fading right. What's she doing? She's fading or blocking to the right a little bit see one of the these road some of these road course people from that have road race backgrounds like danica has a lot of road race experience with any cars what they do is on corner entry they always swing to the inside a little bit pretty much say that hey you're not getting in there yeah we were already there so she forced us into a lane that really wasn't going to exist into the dirt and stuff we hit the dirtier racetrack and just swapped ends yeah we went spinning all the way down we went backwards i saw that all the way into 11, and I had to look twice because I wasn't really sure what – I couldn't – my car was backwards, and it's not something you normally see. Yeah, yeah. And uh, luckily, Derek uh, – I have to say Derek did a great job telling Larson that we were coming backwards. Yeah. And we were probably going to T-bone the out of him if he didn't move yeah. a little bit. And luckily, he went up the racetrack about two car lengths. Right. And we still hit him, but – he minimized the damage. Soften he gave us he gave us more time to get stopped, and luckily it's a real slow corner, so we could get stopped. But it was still uh, spinning down through the infield right there is not something that you commonly see. That's not something see. you see, no. No. Where'd you it, come back? You came back and finished well, right? Yeah, we we had a, our strategy um, put us, you know, with ty- we were planning on a caution at the end. Like if one came out, that's what we were hoping for. We were gonna have fresher tires, and like you guys and yeah. everyone else up there, like yeah caution comes out with 20 to go i'm i'm gonna say that the four or the or or you guys don't <clears throat> it's gonna be hard for you to get back up there right 
because there's going to be so many cars that were on another strategy, but we had enough speed to get all the way back up to six, and I think we could have got fifth from Kyle if we had another lap or two, but yeah, um, that's a pretty good comeback for us, and we had speed all weekend, and I don't know. Junior always talks about how he hates that place, but he goes, he's fast. We were fast on Friday. I got to say, the true X bullet, <clears throat> guys, I mean, he's kicking JGR's butt. Like, they're – Yeah, that's – How much longer are you going to feed the, the competition? You know, how much longer are you going to keep giving him – ammo to beat your butt with because that's what he's doing he's beating i mean he's, he was fast maybe as long as the dollars keep coming for it yeah i mean it yeah i don't know i mean and you know even though they have an alliance uh, and they work out the same database and stuff i'm not 100 percent sure that even you know they would get does the 78 really tell them all their secrets probably not no they're definitely I mean, not I, telling yeah them all their i mean secrets. you're gonna get most of it there might be two or three little things that they like to do that fits martin really good yeah. and it might just be that they've that Cole Pern has found what Martin needs and he knows how to give Martin what he wants. And, you know, Martin, you know, four years ago, Martin was just kind of average hanging out, you know, yeah. good at times. Yeah. Now he is possibly the favorite to win the championship. Yeah. Him I mean, and Larson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly can't, I can't go with Larson yet because he makes too many rookie mistakes still. Um, we had another wreck, you know, we wrecked again with Danica. Yeah. In turn that four, was, that was Larson. Making that was three all, wide. yeah, what are you doing there? <laughs> and they're so early in the race still. Why Why are we forcing three wide into that corner? Why what do you, what do you, you think he was thinking there? I've already won some races. i got a bunch of stage points. Yeah, so I'm going to go three wide. That's that's the part. That's the things that Kyle Larson still needs to learn. Yeah. He needs to learn. You know what? I saw Kyle. I saw Kurt. I saw Dale Jr. All have runs on people into turn four, and they don't take it. Right. They set them up for turn seven. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and – Kyle, I mean, I don't know what three wide is going to do right there. You're probably not going to clear us off that corner anyway. You're definitely not. You're pinched down. There's so no there, room. And there was literally a rooster tail coming off the back of the car when he went down there because I was like, oh, sh you know, here <laughs> yeah, we go. We're yeah. getting ready. To, and yeah. he hit us. We hit Danica. She spins. And yeah, that Ricky pounds her. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> spot on, spot off. Pun intended. Almirola back at Daytona. Also, is he back? What about, That's, I heard what he, about Bubba? I mean, I heard – Eric's coming back this weekend. I haven't heard it officially announced yet, but that was really. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Have you heard anybody? Maybe. I knew that he was in the seven post or eight post to see how his back felt. You know, at the track this I, weekend. I, I, too. I'll say, I'll say this, man. If I got a broke back, I'm not picking Daytona to come back. I'm going to wait another week. You're more likely to get into an accident there that you can't control. Absolutely. So, I mean, if when you when you ask these drivers where are you in the least amount of control all year, it's Daytona, Talladega. But and, does he feel – does he get a waiver for the chase? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But this is a place that he could win. He could. Absolutely. So, does he go here – and he's won there before. Yeah. And he – didn't he win Talladega in the Xfinity no. car? No. Xfinity, yes, this so year. So, he won Talladega in the Xfinity yeah. car. Yeah. Won Daytona in the Xfinity car last year the year before. Yeah, and he won Daytona in the forty-three in a range-shortened deal. Yeah, so this is this is some place that he feels like he can come back and get a waiver for, and maybe go to victory lane and put himself in the chase. Risk versus reward. What if he wins it? Is it worth it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if he crashes, it may not be worth no. it. No, <laughs> but honestly, he's, he's back a lot quicker than they thought. Then, right? This is this is what I think he needs to do if he's going to be if he's thinking championship still this year. This is what I think he needs to do. If not. Then he needs to sit out for another for a while longer. Make sure he's a hundred and ten percent. Right. Uh, spot on, spot off. <clears throat> no debris caution at the end of Sonoma. I don't think this was a surprise. I mean, I, yeah, not off the articles throughout the week. Uh, yeah, I mean NASCAR was kind of in the fryer this week for debris cautions. I mean, drivers, spotters, people, fans, slugger, slugger. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know if you guys will agree with this or not. I don't think there's a place for stage racing at plate tracks or road courses. I'm not saying that you can't pick a lap and pay points out to these drivers to make it somewhat simulate what we're trying to do with these stages. But at plate tracks, to, to throw a caution and bunch us all up and go back to a restart seems somewhat dangerous to me. And then at Sonoma, it just really took a lot of pressure off the crew chiefs because – there wasn't a lot of options in the last 50 to 60 laps in terms of strategy. Everybody was on a one-stop deal. So I, I certainly think from an integrity standpoint, we don't need these BS debris cautions. 
But for me, not to change the subject, I'm not a big fan of these stage races at plate tracks or, or road courses. I still think there was some – there was – we pitted an extra time just preparing for – Just preparing for that caution if it did come out. We mm-hmm. pitted an extra time. So there was some – Brad stretched it really far and ended up top five. Yeah. He went real far. He, I mean, he came he, out of third. Yeah, and he finished top, top – finished third. So to me, there was some strategy. I don't like – I don't like – the stages at plate tracks and I don't I think they're too short at short tracks I looked at Iowa and I see a 60 lap run that, yeah. that is nothing nothing that's that's over in 20 minutes 15 minutes it's you know, not long enough I, I really feel like our our series like the truck series and the Xfinity series they don't need three stages they need one stage in the finish like they yeah the, the races are already short I think there's just a halfway deal yeah. put it a halfway in the trucks and Xfinity and half time yeah, if you're leading the halfway, a little bonus for you. Yeah, that gives you some. That gives you opportunity to play some strategy, some tire, some fuel strategy. Right now, when you a 60 lap run at Iowa, that's they basically finished that like they started it. Yeah, minus two or three positions. Right. There's no real big or a guy goes to the back and charges up a little bit, but he's probably not going to get to tenth. Yeah, in 60 laps, I mean, Elliot uh, drove from last to uh, sixth, I think, in that well, first I mean, stage, but. Again, I, I still think. Imagine it would have been about a hundred laps or halfway uh, or something, that's, that's or one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, I, I think they need a massage on it a little bit. I don't. I don't. I think they're too short. It's like a little feature race, and it's not. It's not enough for. It's not enough for the tires to really wear out. People would really have to fight their cars. Right. So, yeah. Spot on. Spot off. Larson's Sonoma run. You know, I am spot off. I saw. I saw some. This kid has been lighting the world on fire this year in everything that he's running, and he looks like he's been doing it for 20 years until we get to Sonoma. I watch him run Sonoma. He didn't run the K&N race, right? No. I don't know why you wouldn't have run that kid in the K&N race before that. He's winning everything else. Give him some more track time. He could have learned some of the passing moves in that race. This is – and obviously, you know, I'm not – you're probably going to say I'm biased on a little bit, but I saw him make a move that was completely unnecessary and rookie-like that I don't see this guy making it mile and a half. He looks like a veteran at these mile and a half and even you know even some short tracks. And he goes here and makes this um, this eye racing move that you know no <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know you shouldn't have made. This guy is on fire. Kyle Larson last week sat on the pole. He won in a cup race, won Xfinity race, won World of Outlaw races, set track records. There's probably not a better race car driver in America right now than Kyle Larson. He's hot. However, Sonoma is its own animal. It's his third time there, and we saw him make some mistakes in the race. But here's the thing. It really doesn't matter. If he's not collecting stage points by winning a stage or by winning the race – it doesn't matter what he does. He's locked into the playoffs. So we could go to Sonoma for the next 10 weeks, and it wouldn't matter what he does because he's already locked in, and he's yeah. got to be one of the top three guys right now that you look at and say, this guy can win a championship yeah. this year. But what that does do is it does matter in one aspect is the fact that when you hit these guys and they're not having as successful as a season and you come around there and it's you know chase time and you this guy, you're going to – piss enough of these people off, they're not going to cut you any slack when you want them to cut you slack. You're going to run this guy down that's not having the best day, and he's going to race you hard, and then you're going to get mad at it when realistically it's your own fault for forcing an issue that you didn't need to. Same thing with us in the two car yesterday. The two is on older tires. The two is coming to pit road. He misjudges. He races us through the S's, which, number one, you're not supposed to really do in terms of etiquette. And then he wrecks us, and it's like, well, it's life's a game of give and take, and you sure as hell didn't give right there, and you actually took – our race car away from us, so it's it's same deal. I mean, you you, I think Clint's really good at running the race to not make any enemies, and and I think to your point, that's maybe what Larson did yesterday. He may have made a few enemies. Could come back to bite him. Yeah, he he definitely. I think he definitely. I don't know if he made enemies, but he definitely showed that that he can be rattled or put in bad spots and make bad decisions. Still, yeah, you know that that's something that we don't see Truex do a whole lot. We see, you know, we see Truex making all the right moves at the right time and. And, uh, you know, Kyle, you put him behind, he gets gets five or six cars behind them guys, and he feels he panics a little bit. So, Spot on, spot off, Ricky and Danica at Sonoma. Pounding? Pounding. <laughs> Hashtag he, pounding. he pounded her. He banged her. In the nose. In the nose. <laughs> she wrecks. 
not her fault. You said that. You think it's Larson's fault. Well, we she, we she, actually hit her. Um, but it was, was a result of the 42. Yeah, he was in a position that he shouldn't have been in. Yeah. You can say, yo, I was there, I was there, but come on, man. And it, I saw she had a meltdown. Want to know I who, heard who she was, had a meltdown. Who so was I'm, the idiot that made it three wide? Yeah. So and she, yeah. and she and Larson are buddies. I mean, they hang out a lot. They're in that circle. Ricky, yeah. Ricky and Larson are, are probably as tight as any two drivers out there. Yeah, I think so. And so he wrecked his best friend's girlfriend. Let's just talk talk about that for a minute. Could you imagine wrecking your best friend's girlfriend? <laughs> That's what he did. The correct answer is yes. You could imagine it. I mean, it, it'd be. It, I wouldn't want to make for some awkward. I mean, they just they 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 posted this big picture on on Instagram or whatever of all of them sitting down at this winery on Friday and, and having this big dinner at mm-hmm. Rico's house. And the next day, Kyle stands up and says, I'm going to wreck you. Ricky stands up and says, I'm going to pound you. I, and then this happens. <laughs> this this makes for an awkward moment in the friendship circle. It does. And it was completely kind of uncalled for. But I think Kyle will learn from this and move on. It obviously ended Ricky's day pretty early. And uh, look, Danica had speed, too. Yeah. Danica was fast. Let's yeah. put it that way. She was legitimately <clears> – <throat> A top seven, eight car there, even in the beginning. I mean, she She's was fast. Yeah, she was doing great. And that's, you know, one thing that bothers me in the beginning there is she had a fast car and didn't even need to do that. Right. right. You know, we, you make your own luck again. When you run a guy down there, you, when you do something dumb. I mean, we've hit our fair share of stuff at road courses, but we're not going to go spinning out through the infield for fun. Here's the thing. We live in a really small sport. And when I tell you all that, the fence at the racetrack is almost the same size every single week. We're like a traveling high school. We see the circus. same people. <laughs> circus, for sure. We see the same people. We hang out with the same people. And, and with these guys, their buses, they're in the trailer park together. I mean, it's a it's, it's a trailer park. It's it's a million-dollar trailer yeah, park. Yeah, we need to call them like the condos. We live in the trailer park. <laughs> so they're in the trailer park together. And, and you know, their their buses are backed up each other. They wave at each other. They ride bicycles together now in spandex. I know that's super cute. You know, their dogs play together. Uh, their dogs in each other's front yard, and they go out there with bags Kids and play together. So, so like, we have these relationships, and I remember Jeff and Jimmy being really good buddies. And all of a sudden at Martinsville, Jimmy raced Jeff really hard. And it's like they were still buddies, but they weren't mm-hmm. good buddies. So you got to wonder at what point that, that – I mean, Larson wrecks his best friend's girlfriend, then his best friend hits his girlfriend – like this is a damn soap opera. I don't know. Yeah, we could. This is big reality TV show. This, in this the needs to be on TMZ. <clears throat> it could be. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I'm sure they've had a conversation about. It. I don't know. Maybe Ricky's gonna hold a little bit of grudge because I mean it certainly didn't need to happen. Yeah. And it wasn't. It's. I justify it. if it's a green white checker five to go and we're racing real hard. You got better tires. You're force. Yeah, you force the issue a little bit. Yeah. But damn, not at that point. It's just a storyline, man. I don't know how we fix this. Well, I think we need to have a kumbaya moment or something. I think that. I think they should all come sit here on the show and talk about it. Yeah. Let us ask them questions. Yeah. I'll go there. Yeah, we can turn the lights real low, kind of like that that room they used to have in the real world. The yeah. confession. Oh, yeah. Forgot about the confession room. <laughs> Kyle, we how do you feel about wrecking your best friend's girlfriend? And she has feelings. Yes. You could have injured her. Yes. And then Ricky pounded her. In the nose. In the nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. One Man Financial is hosting a contest, the Race to Whiskey River Sweepstakes, and this is at Dale Jr.'s house. Mm. Grand prize winner and a guest, three nights in Charlotte. Go-karting with Elliot Sadler guided tour of whiskey river and this whiskey river has a jail it has a hospital it's got a saloon hotel hotel motel and a church and the grand prize winner of the whole thing is going to get three laps around charlotte motor speedway with me and you (laughs) (laughs) with dale jr and there's a lot more cool stuff too where do you go to – how do we enter for this thing, TJ? To enter, you're going to go to onemainracing.com and click on Giveaways tab. 
Upload your photo demonstrating why you love racing. You have until July 31st. Or you can go to race2whiskeyriver.com. That's race to whiskeyriver.com. I would not wait. I would try to enter the sweepstakes right now. I think you can win. Also, at One Main, you can tweet them using the hashtag Whiskey River Sweepstakes. Man, this is going to be awesome. I, this is one of those things that you're going to win something you li- literally cannot buy. This is one of them things where Elliot and Del Jr. get sick and I drive the car. There you go. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Subject to official rules at racetowhiskeyriver.com. Must be 21 to enter. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. All right, and we're back. We're going to go into Fast Lane. Uh, fast Lane, we give TJ and Brett a topic to discuss. Whoever goes first gets a rebuttal after 30 seconds. We'll start off with William Byron captured his first victory in the Xfinity Series at Iowa this weekend. He is third in the Xfinity Series points and the leading contender for Rookie of the Year. In your opinion, is he the best young talent right now? TJ. William Byron is doing everything he needs to do right now. He came off a win at Michigan that should have been his against a cup veteran. That was um, cheating. That w- it was an encumbered finish. We called that. So, you know, I think William's doing a great job. He's marketable. He's young. He says all the right things. He, he, I don't, he's, he's working his way up doing just fine. William Byron is, is literally the perfect race car driver right now. He's the perfect child in general. I mean, you, you talk to this guy, he's, his manners are through the roof. He's not wrecking his best friend's girlfriend. His I hair, can tell you his that. His hair is parted correctly right now. every day. This, this guy is like the new kids on the block for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. We, we, he won, a, won his first race for JRM. Big deal. Do I think he's the best young talent right now? I think he and Christopher Bell are the next big two coming out of the series in the, in the cup. Yeah. I think uh, I like I like William Byron um, as far as young talent. I, I'm not sold on Christopher Bell. He's not he's fast, but he's in really fast stuff still right he now. Is, he is. And he's not dominating like I feel like he should be. Like he should be winning more races. Um, he likes to wreck. He likes to wreck, and that's not a good habit to have. I I like um I really like what I see in Chase Briscoe. I like the lines that he runs. He reminds me a lot of Chase Elliott. He can run these big arcs. Yeah get the cars turned, and he's run good. What I like about him is he's ran really good at a mile and a half. Texas and them big tracks he's run good at. Yep. And now he's running good at places like Iowa. Yep. Like, you don't you don't run Johnny Sauter down, a, rogue, a, ro- a short track ace. Right. And, and blow his doors off like that yep. without, you know. So, I like the what's coming up through the ladders here. John Hunter Nemechek got back-to-back wins after winning Iowa this past weekend. This truck is basically running on half or less the budget that the top-tier teams are. What are they doing different, Brett? They were out of money. They were about to quit racing. John Hunter last year was a candidate to come to Junior Motorsports to get in that nine car. And then he made some moves that, that people didn't really like. And he got taken off their list. And I feel like this guy was on the way up, then he was on the way down, and now he's back yeah. on the way up. So what is he doing differently? Man, I, I, obviously from a technical standpoint, we don't know, but he's certainly racing a lot smarter. And to me, he's put himself back on the map. This is a kid that could probably get in a cup car and be competitive if he got in the right situation. Yeah, I'll, uh, like you said, he was really good, and then I felt like he fell behind a little bit and he tried too hard. He's running everybody in the door as tight as you can, yep. creating bad luck for himself, and it bit him. Now, you know, what did he do differently this weekend? He's a short tracker. He's a short track background. He uh, took advantage of that these last two weekends with Gateway. He took advantage of that one. And this next one, they made a great pit call at the end, and it kind of fell in his lap, and he, he went up there and seized the moment. You know, he took advantage of what he had and uh, he got the win. So hopefully it carries over for him. Yeah, I, I still think that – you know, we're not done with this youth movement yet, and John no. Hunter Nemechek deserves an opportunity to get in a full-time funded ride. The problem is, though, he doesn't have a lot of sponsorship attached to his name, and you've got to be able to have, you know, three to four million to make that mm-hmm. jump from truck to Xfinity, and I'm not sure this guy has that. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how this model that we're all living in now but, works out. But sponsors like winning. Absolutely. 
Joe Gibbs Racing is still winless in 2017. When do you think they will break through? What are some strong tracks coming up for them? Oh, boy. I don't uh, – I didn't think they would go this long without a win. Um, you know, even if you uh, include the all-star race, they got a win. But that – obviously, you only had 18 lug nuts on that one as well. Um, <laughs> That's cucumbered. Yeah. So, you know, to me, they could win any week. It's just they, they've had a lot of bad luck, and, and they're still there. They're on the map. Um, if you – you almost have to include Truex in that group. And, and he is doing just fine. Yeah. Whoops. Suarez can't win <laughs> unless he gets lucky. He looked like a fart in a whirlwind at Sonoma. Him and Eric Jones both. And, and I mean, they let's, did. let's face it, Eric Jones is basically a JGR satellite yeah. team. You don't expect you a rookie to go there and uh, be great, though. No. Uh, we're going to Daytona. Two of the best plate racers right now are Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. That's a place they can win. I don't think there's a lot of places where you say, well, JGR doesn't have a chance to win this no. weekend. But here's the thing. We're talking about all these winners. If you look at Denny and he wins, you look at Matt, he wins. You look at Kyle, he wins. You're you're damn near going to have to win to make this playoff is what it looks like. Nobody's safe on points right now. Yeah, points are – and if you look at the guys that are racing for the points in that – in that uh, where are they, 16th or something like that, right yeah. in that area? Yeah. Those are tough competitors, it's, man. It's Clint. It's Logano. It's McMurray. I mean, it's, it's, it's good teams. Be, yeah, that's tough, man. So – I definitely feel like these wins, like we're going to probably have another new winner this weekend. So hopefully uh, – Well, guys like Logano and guys like Clint, guys mm-hmm. like Jamie. They know they need to win. They know they need to win. They yeah. can't sit on this points thing. Hey, even 88. Uh, and Yeah. I mean, this is a – if there's a must-win scenario for Dell Jr. Oh, it's, we're in a must-win. It's it's this weekend. Yeah, we're not, we're not points anymore. We are a must-win. We're yeah. going to be doing – we're going to be doing odd stuff more often to try to go for the wins, you know. That's why we pitted that extra time, hoping for that caution. Take away Daytona. What do you think is your next best opportunity to win between now and when we start this playoff after Richmond? You know, I don't – I like some tracks we got coming up. He seems to like Kentucky. Um, we've had we've had speed there before. Yeah. Um, where do we go after Kentucky? New hampshire I, I like how he runs there. It's like a big short track. He's got a – I feel like he um, – can put together. The only thing I don't like there will be the stages ending the runs. Do the you runs. think if you wrecked Amy that he would be mad at you? Was she blocking me? To find the wreck. How'd if, it happen? <laughs> you go three wide and you wreck Amy, and then Dell Jr. hits her in the nose. Is he going to be mad at you? Yeah, probably. I would say yeah. I'm just making a point. I would say probably yes. If I did something dumb, yeah, probably. Yeah. You deserve to be mad at people deserve to be mad at you if you do something dumb so don't wreck amy don't wreck the guy's girlfriend ever wife whatever you want to call it ever ever what ever. What, what do they call that now the bay <coughs> B- don't wreck the bay B- b-a-e bay. yeah don't so, wreck bay josh so, you got a bay so kyle larson <laughs> took his whipped and he wrecked ricky's bay okay all right <laughs> he definitely did <laughs> yeah we're done with that one uh, as, as we head back to Daytona this weekend, we are essentially halfway through the season. Thank God. What have been some of the biggest surprises? Oh, surprises? What have been some of the biggest surprises so far in 2017? Surprises? Surprises. How did you come up with that word? You know what? Biggest surprise in 2017. Bay wrote this. Bay. Bay. Yeah, did your Bay write this? What's your Bay's name, Josh? Rumor has it. What's your whip? Dude. Dude. <laughs> That sounds like you. When you look at biggest surprises of 2017, I think there's a bunch of candidates bunch for of this. Them, but Newman. I got to say Blaney winning Pocono with the Wood Brothers is probably the biggest surprise. And when you look at – you say, well, Blaney was probably ready to win. Yeah, he was competitive. You say the Wood Brothers are aligned with Penske. They're competitive. But Pocono is typically not a place where you get – your first win. I mean, guys like Denny Hamlin, you know, Carl Edwards, those guys were there good there as, as young drivers. But for the most part, that's a really tough racetrack. That's probably my biggest surprise. That doesn't surprise me that much because Denny Hamlin went there as a rookie and dominated. And the place just proves to, you know, be, be kind to rookies for some reason. They got one less corner to learn. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's it. What but, turn uh, four? I would say, I would say people like Newman and Dylan and, Maybe the uh, the satellite cars of big organizations out running the, the main cars. Yeah, 
You know, we got Truex dominating over here, and JGR hasn't won a race yet. Yeah. Then we got, I mean, Brad, Brad was fairly successful at the beginning of the year, but now, you know, Blaney's a top runner. Yeah. Blaney's almost the best the best uh, car out of that group. Yeah. Valid point. I mean, biggest surprises, we, we could say a bunch. There's I mean, a lot of them, man. With all these different winners, it's hard to narrow it down. Yeah. I, I mean, I got to say this. Biggest surprise for me was Dale Jr. saying, I'm done. I'm hanging up my helmet. I'm retiring. I'm not racing full-time after this year. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't necessarily see that coming. I don't know if that really surprised me. Um, I, I think one of the biggest surprises to me is Kyle Larson leading the points. I mean, yeah. I would never have picked him to be a point leader. And he's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. The off-the-wall topic. Oh, my God. <laughs> LeVar Bell Ball, what an father idiot. of Lakers newbie Lonzo Ball, is a very outspoken individual who is promoting his son's brand. Not only is he selling shoes for $495, he's also said that Lonzo could take Michael Jordan one-on-one. At one point, does someone need to tell LeVar to pump the brakes? Well, I, I don't like his shoes that much because, Josh, you rolled your ankle in them, didn't you? No, I didn't have those. Uh, $495. <laughs> $495. To me, this is a guy that needs to let his son's brand take off after he proves himself. Right now, what are you selling? You're selling a guy that has yet to make an NBA basket. Yeah. This so, Lamar Ball character is a clown. And to to think that he could take on Michael Jordan one-on-one. Hi, Natalie. That's like saying, that's like saying Natalie could dunk on me. Yeah. It's not happening. No, it's not happening. I'm just not a fan of this guy's dad. Go away. If yeah. I, if there was a button I could hit in my life to never see this guy's face or hear his voice again, I would hit it. I would put him and Stephen A. Smith on the same button. <laughs> you don't like Stephen Smith? I don't like him that much either. No. But uh, Lonzo definitely just needs to chill, man. Like he. I should... don't like that short-haired chick on MSNBC. Which one's that? I don't know. She looks like a guy. Ever. <laughs> I don't like her. What about uh, what about Doris Burke? Who's that? The basketball announcer lady. I don't like her that much. Uh, I don't like Chris Collinsworth in the NFL. He gets on my nerves. Yeah. Fox is done, man. They're done they for are. the year. Yeah. So are we done with Lavar? Because he's an idiot. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah Fox is uh, Fox is done. So now um, who's in the booth now? Is it Latart? Burton. Latart. Rick Allen, group. yeah, yep. be good. I think uh, there's a lot of storylines from the playoff of, so they should have yeah. a lot of content. Yeah, you think Dell Jr. will do TV? We've seen a lot of rumors. I hope so. I do too. You're damn right home. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think uh, I think he'd be great for TV on a half year, maybe base or something like that. I think he'd be great for it. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think once he does it and gets comfortable with it, he's going to be getting better. Yeah, because he's going to go in there and ask these guys questions that he knows they, that people, you know, he's going to know yeah. what to ask. And yeah. I like Jeff Gordon in there as well. I think Jeff gives a fresh perspective of it. And, and um, I think uh, – We don't get to watch a lot of broadcasts, but I feel like there's almost some animosity yeah. between Gordon and, and DW based yeah. on what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. You know, like DW will say something and Gordon will say, well, actually that's not true, DW. I think, you know, as much as I like Del Jr. Fan out there in the race shop, he agrees with me. I, as yep. much as I like Del Jr. and Latart paired up, I don't. I think I would almost rather have Dell Jr. and Jeff Gordon paired up because they could, yeah, kind of tell you how what it's like in the car and yeah. they, oh, this is what it's gonna be like. This guy's gonna do this. And that Latart, Stevie would just be like, oh, hey, you know. Here's the thing for me, man. Like being a big college football fan, I, you get to watch a lot of broadcasts and have a lot of personalities, and you don't get stale. As a race fan, we give these people the same show with the same talent. Week in yeah. and week out. Same and diagrams. At some point, the perspective just isn't fresh. So when we looked at that driver's only thing that they did at Pocono with Fox, which I thought was brilliant, that's fresh perspective. Like, I think they got to shake it up more, these TV people. I, I'm not going to lie. I think you get a couple you get a couple drivers that are fresh out of it. Yeah. And you have a couple of them, and then you rotate the other ones. Yeah. I think you rotate that stuff and keep fresh talent, like you said, fresh people coming in. I mean, that Hollywood Hotel, why wouldn't you have a Justin Algar or an Elliot Sadler yeah. or somebody of, of that caliber, William Byron, to stay over and give up their perspective because they just ran that racetrack the day before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think it would be good to, to have a rotating seat. Yeah. 
my favorite thing about the the Fox deal, or, or not necessarily Fox, it was NASCAR, but they they did this big TV campaign, NASCAR, an uh, Xfinity series. Names are made here, and they have these people's faces on the on the ad, and they don't even have their freaking name. And it's like names are made here, but we don't know their name. Yeah, well, you got to put their name on there. Well, I like you know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna make any Ryan Reed jokes here, <laughs> dude. Or, how about Christopher <laughs> Bell wrecks the 22, and then. And, and we're talking about Iowa again, Xfinity. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Reed and Brennan Poole, they just can't get along. That Brennan Poole kid blocks like no other. I, I don't think he – I think both of them, you could change the numbers on the cars and we would never know the difference between either one of them. Yeah. I think they both drive over their head. They I wreck think the leader. They don't impress me at all. I'm so I mean, nothing against them. They just don't yeah. impress me. I don't see I don't see this talent that you see in these other guys. You, I see aggressive blocking, aggressive driving that you don't need to do. Brennan Poole is awful at blocking. I hope he someone shares this comment with him. Stop blocking, you idiot. It's what gets you wrecked. Yeah. I mean, same thing to the other guy, too. If you would not drive at a 12 out of 10 every lap of the race, you would finish a lot more, and your car wouldn't look like it ran 700 laps at Martinsville. In every a 50 week. Car, yeah, in a 50-car field. Every week. Every week. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, we're going to move on to hashtag. What do you think about that, Josh? What do you think about the 48 and the 16 Xfinity drivers? No comment. Really? This is your your chance to shine. Didn't Ross Chastain wreck somebody again, too? Or no? The watermelon kid? I don't know if he wrecked anybody, but he finished okay. He did. Unfortunately. I mean, the way that that deal played out, I mean, William was – Fortunately, inherited yeah. the lead, and he didn't have to race a whole lot of great no, guys. Will- Listen, William didn't. He earned the week before. Yes, this one was kind of gifted to him a little it bit. It was like, hey, but we're hey. the racing gods. We sorry about last week with yes. the illegal splitter and then the yeah. excessive burnout. Here you go, bud. That he got the caution at exactly the right time. Yeah, it worked out great for him. And you know, give Dave Allen's credit too for calling that race. Calling strategy. a great race. Yep. Yeah. So you know, it worked out for him. Wasn't exactly the hardest win, but those happen. Yeah. He earned the one before against Cup veterans. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, I don't really watch. Um, either one of those guys race all that much but we watch them wreck most of the time yeah, i like man. i like brennan as a person yeah really? nothing against these guys hanging out i don't know him but i'm telling you him and brandon <clears throat> jones are the two blockingest human beings ever <laughs> between two feet it's amazing how bad they block <laughs> it drives me bananas oh man can't tell <laughs> All right, hashtag AskDBC. I have chosen a few hashtag AskDBC questions for the guys. At JenWhiteATL asked, what is the process for expanding the spotter team when you're at dual tracks? Basically, what's the process for that getting backups? That is worded very politically correct. <laughs> it really is. Wow. Uh, you just try to find somebody that you think the driver can understand well and that trusts and that you trust yourself. We actually take the primary responsibility as the the full-time spotter. So what we're looking for is two things, a person with common sense and a person, to TJ's point, that the driver knows and likes and trusts to some degree. So all we really gave yesterday to the secondary spotter was turn 10, and we said, hey, if anything happens here, you got to be able to tell them if the track's clear or not clear, and that person might or might not have done turn 11. So with Clint, I actually used his manager, a guy named Chip, during the week. and Because, uh, again, it was a voice that Clint's used to hearing. Um, but but we, there's only 40 of us in the world that do this job. So when you need a secondary spotter, you know, you can get a guy that does some stuff at short tracks or, or whatever. But for the most part, you know, you want them to be familiar with who's doing it. I agree. You just it, there has to be that comfort level. All right, at two three one, Matthew asks if a race win is encumbered, should second place get the win? Would racers like to win by default or be first across the line? I think you want to be the. I think any racer, if you finish second as a driver and the guy in front of you is illegal, you want the win. You don't want this second place. Oh, he beat me. Still, he he was illegal. His car was illegal was faster than yours because it was not legal. I think we need to have some sort of deal like the outlaws. What if outlaws come in after the win before they go to victory lane, they drive across the scales to make sure their scales are right. Right. I don't know how we do all this and get it to a to a in a in a responsible amount of time to do victory lane on T V and stuff like that, but we need to do something. That if you if your wins encumbered, you need to send that trophy to the second place guy. To me. 
We've never – Money, trophy, he, everything. Here, here's the thing. Let's look back at last week. Denny Hamlin wins. Denny Hamlin's illegal. They're going to fine him. Who cares? They're going to take points away. Who cares? Nobody cares. He's going to keep the trophy. He's going to keep the win. William Byron deserved that win. He deserved that playoff berth. Why don't he we deserved, just cheat every single he week deserved, almost? There's no reason for a cup guy in Xfinity to not cheat because they're going to go out and they're going to earn $100,000. They're going to get fined 25 of it, so now you only win 75. Yeah. Who cares? They're going to take away points that nobody needs. There, so, there's no reason for a cup guy to run a legal race in Xfinity. That's not even that, but what what's stopping Truex and Larson right now from just hammering out some illegal stuff? Right. It doesn't matter if you penalize them My right other now. issue with this is we always talk about wanting to recruit new fans, and we're using words like encumbered. What 15-year-old do you think knows what encumbered means? There's only so many Nate Ryans in this world that have these big Listen. vocabularies. Quintessential racing. What the f- is that it's quintessential that's ridiculous that we're using these words you put an extra t in that one it drives still, me nuts i don't even know what encumbered means still so i don't really it means care i nope, i don't want to know either <laughs> go ahead josh <laughs> i love sandwich asks yeah, yeah so this is probably one of the best names we've ever seen i um, love sandwich ask ego and bank account read that really fast i love sandwich ask i love sandwich ass <laughs> i love so much you sofa king. Say the I love sandwich asks. Sounds like I love sandwich ass. You love sandwich ass? <laughs> you got nice buns <laughs> on you your got, sandwich. You got a sandwich ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, got Josh, go ahead there. All right. <laughs> ego, sandwich yeah. asks. ego and bank account would prevent this, but if Danica went to Xfinity full-time, how do you think she would do on a top team? I think she would do exactly what she does now. I think she would be more competitive. Um, obviously, there's less competitive cars in the Xfinity Series, so she's going to be more competitive. But I still think, uh, to me, the only thing with Danica is she still brings a lot of things up on herself that she doesn't need to. And she gets used up at times when, you know, I feel like she is done unfairly at times. But um, a lot of things are, ve- are, are very preventable. Like the... Uh, the very beginning of the race at Sonoma. That did not need to happen. You brought that up on yourself. Um, and I don't think that's going to change. Ego and bank account would prevent this. I I disagree with that. Um, I, I think Danica does have a pretty big bank account. I, I don't, don't think I don't, anything has to do with the bank account. <laughs> I don't think that uh, – I don't think ego has anything to do with it either. I, I really feel like that if, if she didn't have a good cup opportunity and she could go get in a good Xfinity opportunity, it would – be good for her. I mean, the reality is we do need top performing females in the sport, and she's the most relevant one we've had in a long time. And she's she, not bad. And she's she's in she's in B plus A minus Cup equipment right now. I think that the move to Ford, you know, takes Stuart Haas a little time to massage on the cars to get them. I think the summertime they're just going to keep getting better. These cars are with these guys. But when you look at Danica and you say, how do you think she'd do on a top team? I mean. I think if you put her at Junior Motorsports right now and you put her with the lineup that we have, I think she's going to be the fourth or fifth driver. Yeah, I think she'd be right in that area. She'd be fourth or fifth every week. I mean, it, I it, don't think she would be as far behind as what, you, what people think she would be. I think she would yeah. be right there. Yeah. But I think I, – I don't. I think She might be. could outrun William Byron at some of these places because she's been before and been in this car before. But the yeah. reality is Elliot and Justin Algar, week in and week out, are going to both outrun her. Just – it's just, I mean, it, yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. I don't – and another thing, too, is Danica is not just talented at race car driving. She is a very per, – her she, personality – She's hot. Well, okay. But <laughs> she is she's very hot. good. Like, her cooking stuff and all that What'd is taking off. And that winery – does she have a winery? Does she have a winery, doesn't she? I don't know. I like to watch her cook. <laughs> For you, you? What you cooking in there, girl? <laughs> Fry me up some in that pan. I don't think she fries a lot of stuff. Have you seen what she eats? It's like tree bark and roots, man. Yeah. I love sandwich. Yeah. You I love, love sandwich ass. <laughs> nice buns. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. How about them yoga poses? Mm. How, uh, yeah. You know what would happen to us if we tried to do that? Our groin would fall out on the floor. They'd be like, well, TJ's out this week. His groin's yeah, laying in Napa. He tried to do some yoga with Danica. There's no way I'd be able to do If it. you would just wear the pants mm. that she wears. On the roof one time. Uh, didn't somebody wear some pants like that recently? 
What was that? I don't remember. I think you should <clears> wear them this weekend. No. You're the one with George. You wear that <laughs> All right. Oh. Ed Neeld underscore it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Sandwich ass. <laughs> Why can you ruin body panels on a victory lap, but you can't jump on the roof in victory lane? Is that what Ricky did? Nailed it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, spin in front of you. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at this rate, why does it matter if they get on the roof? I mean, they're not. What is, what is it going to be? Ten grand? I mean, is ten grand worth? You know, if you win the race, do you care about ten grand if you get on the roof? <laughs> Just saying. Oh, Larson's inside. She loses it. Here comes Ricky. He tags it again. Oh, what a bad situation. Yeah, nailed there's it. So many ways we could work. No, we don't know. We don't care. Why can you ruin body panels but not get on the roof? We we don't even understand this anymore, man. I miss them being able to get on the roof, though. I do, too. I really miss that. Why can't we make the roof just a little bit stiffer or something? Make it like a make it like a, a thicker plate where it's not going to give, you know, and make it a different. Yeah. Like, you have, you know, the roll cages have to be a certain thickness, and they check them. Well, the guys were getting on there, and they were okay. But then when the guys started getting on there and jumping up and down, that's when they kind of I mean, could you imagine issues. somebody like Tony Stewart jumping on that damn thing? Holy. Brendan gone. Brendan gone. I mean, listen, if what we do you have, think What do you think Brendan gone weighs right now? 270? I don't know, man. At I heard least. he's 260. He is moving. No, I'm, I'm thinking higher. You think? He, he's gotten wide. I'm thinking like North Pole busy on December 24th <laughs> type weight. I mean, you don't want that guy jumping up and down on your roof. Hell no. But I mean, what I happened to Brendan. He used to care about himself. I, I do think that if Brennan wins, I don't even care if he gets on his damn roof. His you dad owns I mean? casinos. And he's a there. cool ass dude too. I mean, he he's is a, a cool dude. He is a cool dude. Well, maybe we need an intervention about him and his eating habits. Maybe he needs to bike with Dale Jr. Dude, he'd yeah, have to have a tractor seat. Spandex. Yeah, he'd have to have a tractor seat to bike. <laughs> <laughs> that little thing would go straight up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> damn, I rode a. Uh, I got on Brad Little. He he stole a bike from Casey Kane. Those damn bikes are like seven thousand dollars. Have you not? Did you pick it up? You, you can two finger it. Literally two fingers. Two pick finger up. it. The bike. <laughs> you could, you pervert. We, I mean, I got on a, this. You bike. just had a seat can fit up Brent. <laughs> I, I got on this bike and I go riding around the infield and it felt like a corn cob was stuck up oh, my ass that's for the you whole had two, time. That's because you had two flat tires. It was not. <laughs> Comfortable. No, I don't know why these guys do this. There's those, gotta be better. Those ways. bikes are ridiculously like it. They, they weigh less than this table right here. Like they're it's they're ridiculous. Seven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's why I don't bike. Do you uh, know what you can buy for seven thousand dollars? A Kia. You don't even need a bike. You got a motor. <laughs> this is why when Dale Jr. is like, man, you should go bike with me. Listen, dude, I got like a huffy. Yeah. You, you and it and you can get killed. Something. People text and drive. They'll run you over. Yeah. Let's talk about idiots in California. You're in six lanes of traffic, and you're in Oakland, California. Motorcycles. And you're, you're fighting for your life, and here comes a motorcycle running 80 miles an hour between the cars. And I'm like, if that dude dies in the next yeah. 100 yards, he deserves it. He's an idiot. They fly I, I hate when they between. They sca- well, if you don't see him coming, sometimes it scares the. Oh, man. Like, and I'm not looking for that because I'm not. I mean, I'm changing lanes. I'm trying to do my thing, and yeah. all of a sudden, it's this dude takes and he kicks my rear, my mirror, my side mirror. So now I can't see out the right side of my car. And I'm like, what do you think that's going to do for your buddies? I can't see them coming now. Like, if you live in California and you ride between cars and you get wrecked and you die, you deserve it. I've been on motorcycles my whole life. My I'm whole not, I'm on a uh, motorcycle right now. But you're if those people drive like complete idiots. I'm a, I'm yeah. not a you know, a big Facebook fan, but I did see a post on Facebook recently that said California road rage. And this guy in this laid back motorcycle went up next to his car and they were getting in it. He kicked the car. Yeah. Well, the car swerves at him and he almost goes down. He gets over there. Well, the car loses it. This is probably five lanes wide. The car goes back to the right, comes back to the left, nails the guardrail, shoots back across all the lanes. Yeah. Hits this, uh, his Escalade or whatever in the, in the left front tire. It, Turns it over, all and the, like, all because of motorcycles. All the, I don't know how it started, but I mean it. Like, but this, this is on video. 
It was on video, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Those people on those motorcycles out there have the IQ of a mud flap. I don't mind you driving up the side of the road or whatever. Dumbass. They they literally weave between the lanes. It's idiotic what they do. They must not like their lives. If they wreck, they deserve it. I'm telling you. Is that your rant for the day? It's stupid. It's not very smart. God. Drives me nuts. It is not very smart to do. No. No. They're, They're idiots. Look at this guy. I got to ask you this question, too. When we see the guy on the 15 that wrecked Casey Kane yesterday, remember when you used to have to get cleared to run these races? And then I look up, and on the, on the fan vision this weekend, there's all these people that you've never heard of, and they're in a cup race. It, can anybody just run a cup race now if they want to? I should enter that. I mean, it looked like you could, right? Did, I mean, I could I could do what the 23 guy did pretty easily. And the guy, oh, by the way, the guy that – the, Who the was Casey, in the 55? Uh, the, how about the 15 cleaning out Casey at the end? That's what I'm talking about. That was the 15. Yeah, the 50. But that, that's what I'm saying. How yeah, did these people guys, get approved? That was ridiculous, man. I saw – I excuse me. I watched that wreck happen, and it it scared me when I saw Casey hit. Yeah. It actually made me mad. It knocked the right front tire all the way into the firewall. I've never seen a car that torn up at a It road was course. bad. I didn't like what I saw. No. If you've and, not seen Casey Kane's car, Google it and send Casey a message and – Thank God that he's alive. Yeah, I mean, it, and that didn't even need to happen either. So no. Anyway, it's ridiculous. All right, all right. Well, time thanks. to pick some stuff. You got lucky oh, yeah. as hell on that. That fifteen down there did it, or ninety five. I mean, we got a pick. Where would he finish? Jamie McMurray last week finished tenth. Michael McDowell fourteenth. I said McMurray was going to qualify well, and he did. He did. Uh, well, listen, I went, I swung for the fence right there. McDowell, McDowell Ooh. hung in there. So we got ten weeks left in regular season. I'm winning ten to six. Here you go. Watch this. This is the wreck with Danica. It, oh, oh man, I don't know, TJ. Oh she man, come on, look. She blocks you, but then wow, he just. I mean, we didn't need to be that low. No. So. That's crazy. Trying to find his motorcycle. So we're going to Daytona. You got to pick somebody that you think is going to beat who I pick. Ten well, to six. This is really throwing a dart here, like because it could be anybody on it this could list. Could be anybody. So if that's the case, I am going to go with Casey Kane. Wow, big gun, big big gun. I can't just lay down and let you win it. So I'm going. I'm saving to, some big guns for the end of the. I'm going end of this. to go out on a limb here and say that Paul Menard will beat Casey Kane. Hmm. So we got the 27 against the five. I think Daytona. Casey's due, man. Casey runs good at Daytona. Have you seen our schedule this weekend? Yeah, it's easy. It's the easiest schedule we've ever had. We work one to five on Thursday. We work at 7:30 on Friday night. We work at 7:30 on Saturday night, and that's it. Yeah, it was. It's the, uh, but I mean, realistically, I can't wait to go to the oyster pub or oyster, oyster deck or. We're not even going to practice that much under. anyway. You're not going to practice that much. You yeah. kind of, you know. So it's really, it's really a good schedule. Um, I, I like what I'm hearing about the indie schedule coming up. So yeah, we we'll have to. Go, we'll fly in Friday morning for Xfinity practice. Yeah. I probably won't be there until Friday night. Cup maybe. is not on track Saturday. at all in India until Saturday, yep. and then it's a really, really, really long. Day Saturday. You guys have any plans for Daytona? Going to go to the what is now what used to be the Shark Lounge. I'm going to the Oyster Pub. No shoe shows for me. I'm trying to save money. Are you going, Josh? Uh, no plans. Molly Browns. Uh, what's the other? lollipops? Lollipops. Lollipops is uh is reconfigured, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I haven't been in a while. They used to play great music in there. You know. Yeah, that's why I went in for the music. Yeah, two oh, minutes wow. a song. Good yeah. DJ. Great DJ. I've never Cold been Cold beer, too. I have never been in any of them places, and I refuse I, to you go. You smell like cigarette smoke when you leave. <laughs> That's the only bad thing. It is bad. Can you imagine having long hair and going in there? What you'd smell like when you left? That and glitter. I hate when I've never been in there. <laughs> glitter. <laughs> All right, hang on one second. TJ, is that a sequin on your underwear? <laughs> watch this. Okay. Tamla would kill you. Oh, this is it? I don't know why it's got labels on it, but watch it. See the guy Ooh. getting Ooh, holy. Watch this car. Boom. He's oh, on he, fire. He is not done. Shoots back across the road. Boom. Oh, my God. He destroyed. All because – and the motorcycle kept Just going. keeps going. 
Wow. I mean. That's crazy. They're idiots, man. <laughs> that's crazy. If you live in California and you're listening to this, stop being an idiot. Yeah, drive on the side of the road or in the lane with the cars. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Well, thanks to the Exalted Studio. All right, here. Josh. Josh wants out of here. Yeah. Damn, Josh. You busy got, today? Yeah, I got stuff to do. What do you have to do today? <laughs> he stopped answering. <laughs> like what? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Exalta, for having this awesome studio. One main financial in the house. We out. Yeah. Thanks. Holla. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 